Did your computer just do the I'm gonna die thing? Yeah. It's getting emo. I'm just gonna die. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. So did you guys notice the significant thing that we're doing this episode? A sequel? A first time we're doing a sequel to a movie that we've watched in a previous episode of this podcast. Oh. It was also the first time the movie poll has ever tied. Oh, it yeah, was yeah. The first original poll was a tie, 30%, 30%, Aliens, Mean Girls. And then I did a tiebreaker poll, despite the fact that I really wanted to do both. And, but uh, doesn't it work better because Mean Girls is a movie with a specific date you were targeting? Yeah. But Sam wanted to watch it. Sorry, Sam. It's on my brain. We'll also, I hate aliens. So, you know. I know. I realized later that we're making you watch an alien movie alone. Because you yeah. are this... in L.A. right now. Yeah. That is in Portland. Yeah. These aren't and the kind of aliens she's afraid of, though. It really... Really? These yeah. are the and, scary and my... ones. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Lou Romano was telling me about how... Don't worry. These aren't the aliens that abduct you and do experiments. They're the ones that want to eat your face and murder you. And I was like, oh, that's so much better. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot less, like, personal suspense. I mean, I guess not... Probably not in this movie because of the storytelling, but... You know, if there is these real aliens walking around, you just die randomly, probably. Have you seen this, Sam? No. No. Why would I have seen it? Okay. Remember, she hates aliens. I I, I think it's different enough. But you liked, didn't you like the first one when we watched the first one? Yeah. No, it's it's an undeniably great movie. Do I feel like I want to crawl out of my own skin and, and run away seeing the creepy alien? Yeah, I do. Well, have fun with that. Most excellent. The first Alien movie was the first time we did a podcast with Patrick Edwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should have had him back. Uh, Hi, Patrick. Sorry, Patrick. (laughs) I didn't know. I hope you're watching Aliens. Sorry. It's it's like 930 where he is. I could text him and see if he wanted to come on. Get on the podcast (laughs) right now. You know we're going to get on. a tweet later if you don't right now. <laughs> this is a thing we do now. People just show up halfway in, in the middle of the episode. Hey, everyone liked it. So, Ash, clearly you've seen the movie. I have. And, Brett, this is... I don't think I've seen this one. I saw the first oh, one. Interesting. Oh. I, I, okay. Yeah. So, I, I was talking to Luna about it, and she was... She, first of all, didn't even know there was a second movie. Um, and then she was saying, well, how can there be... They shot the alien out of the spaceship at the end of the first movie. How could there be another alien? <laughs> Which I think, you know, good question. It, it it speaks to the fact that this is a pretty different movie, and I think that's a really, yeah. in, in my opinion, a, a a fascinating thing about James Cameron. I feel like if you want to do a sequel and you don't want to fall into the trap where the sequel is always just a remake of the first movie. Mm-hmm. then James Cameron is your guy. Yeah. Because Terminator 2 is an entirely different movie from Terminator. And I think this movie is an entirely different movie from Alien while still feeling very true to that universe. Mm. This is the one with the soldiers, yeah. right? Okay. 
I, I, maybe, maybe we should talk more about that after the movie because we both have this look. Like, do we want to say too yeah. much? As I, is this the one it. where Ripley fights the alien with some sort of ridiculous weaponry? Because I feel like that's just a trope for Alien. That part's kind of awesome, though. If that is this one, I can't. I it, thought this was the one that the Amelie director did. But no, I'm that's wrong. Alien Four or Alien Three? Resurrection is what it's called. But it's the fourth Alien movie. Oh, okay. And and uh, I left the box set on the other side of the room. I'm now looking at it longingly. <laughs> you can walk over there. Well, and that that's another thing I was kind of thinking about talking to Luna. First, she asked me, well, how many Alien movies are there? Surprise, four. So is that the answer? Many. Oh. Because I don't think four is the answer. Like, there's four core oh, Alien movies. Oh, but then Prometheus and the other one, Resurrection. And there were two Alien versus Predator movies. Ugh. Don't count those. I, are there I only two know. Alien versus Predator movies? I thought there's Pretty more. Sure. There's one in development, I think. And there was oh, a maybe that's of what comic I'm thinking. Books. There's a new Predators movie coming out. Oh. But um, yeah, I, I I don't think the Alien versus Predator movies are garbage. It just the exciting thing is when they fight, and then there's not much else to enjoy. <laughs> but they're not so bad. So basically, there's no plot, is what you're saying. And if if you walk into it knowing that, yeah, that was like the time I went and saw Freddy versus Jason, and like there was a whole movie before that happened, and yeah. I was just like, oh man, you didn't need that. No thanks. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this could have been like a five minute short. I unfortunately saw that movie as well, and it was horrible. In fact, it was one of these like surprisingly awesome uh, fan made movies. It was like five minutes long around the web, like. I don't know, eight, ten years ago, Batman versus the alien. Hmm. Shockingly good. Because you didn't have to deal with a story. You just saw Batman fighting an alien. Who needs a story? (laughs) Like when you have Batman and an alien. Like Uh, I don't know. Well it's like uh, that um Uncharted fan made movie that came out recently. Yeah, but there's a story in that. Yeah, yeah, that was very story heavy. Chock full of that. Yeah, because it didn't have motherfucking Batman in it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, it didn't have the benefit of Batman, so it had story. But I'm like Christopher Nolan. We didn't need all that story in those Batman movies. Wow. (laughs) I mean, have you seen the '60s series? It's still pretty entertaining, and the plot is. Well, Adam West is amazing. Because he's Batman. Brett, I think you need to dress up as Batman more often is what I'm kidding. No, no, no. Never dress as Batman with a beard. I've seen it. <laughs> People walking around Comic-Con, that's, that's not how that works. We, didn't we have that in one of our videos in the, the Break of Ninja oh, Halloween yeah. one? I had a Batman outfit that I put on one of the extras who had a beard <laughs> and was wearing sandals. And it was the most hilarious combination. That is totally Brett's Batman. I just yeah. need to do do up my hair so that I've got like the the bat ear points, and then like just put more fake hair all over the rest of my face. Are you describing Wolverine? Oh It'll yeah, be Wolverine. <laughs> the hair. Oh, I guess that is Wolverine. He's just Batman with hair instead of a mask. Just invented Wolverine. Congratulations. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, from 1986. This is a big James Cameron sequel, but of course, James Cameron did not direct the original Alien. Uh, 
why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott directed the original Alien. Um, but this was... The Riddler. I think it was James Scott's Cameron's there. third movie. Wow. I mean, like actual... What? Like significant movie. Like he'd, wow. he'd done like small shorts, but Piranha 2, Terminator, Aliens. Well, I could see how this would be a logical like follow-up to Terminator Indeed, 2. Yeah. but it's an impressive progression. Mm-hmm. And you can see a shitload of growth between those three movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like a Terminator is probably one of those ones where like they weren't expecting it to be that movie, you know? Yeah. Like, and then it was, and then, it, you know, it, I could see how Piranha 2 and like, okay, how about this one with robots from the future? Like, <laughs> no. Wait, Piranha's about robots? No, no, no. No, no. be Terminator. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, you lost me there. I was like, this is not what I expected. Oh, I love the idea of like, it's a robot, but it's called Piranha. But that's Ooh. an initialism. It's P I R A. Like oh, so many letters. Oh, something. oh so <laughs> I am good. the piranha personal infiltra- infiltration robot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> personal Has, infiltration uh, robot sounds like a sex robot. Letters and letters. <laughs> but I, I think the point you're making, Brett, can be best illustrated by the career of Bill Paxton. Mm. Uh, Bill Paxton, like I'm going to get into a bunch of actors in this oh, movie, yeah, but Bill Paxton's in this. He did a really? lot of those really small, cheesy action horror movies of the 80s. And the best building ones. up, including Terminator, which I think everybody felt it's just another cheesy horror action movie, but turned out to be awesome for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I don't think he was in Piranha 2, but he was in Terminator. And then both James Cameron and Bill Paxton suddenly became somebody out of that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, weird Science was the next year. He was also in Commando that year. We got to do Weird Science. I would love to do Weird Science. That's kind of perfect. Got to do Commando. I'm thinking Thanksgiving action. Oh, okay. is that a Thanksgiving movie? At, well, don't we usually do like yeah, a yearly Arnold do. thing? Yeah. Do we? Yep. Does that happen? I think I think Brett does that, and then Action it, Thanksgiving. Has, we did it once, and now it's a thing. Yeah, which I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't sound okay with it like two seconds ago. I I was explaining the it origin. Was, it was growing on her in that thought process. Yeah, I had to talk through it. So we also have Michael Bean, who was a uh, a standard James Cameron guy for a while. There, he was Kyle Reese in Terminator. Um, and then he was in the abyss after aliens, both Michael Bean and Bill Paxton were in Navy seals and tombstone. Uh, so yeah, they tombstones had... a dope movie. Tombs- Wait, is that the one I'm thinking of? I yes. yeah. probably cause it's freaking great. I've never seen that's, that's me neither. I love that movie and I haven't seen it in like, it's been long enough, I think at this point, but I love that movie when I saw it. So. I'd be totally like into it. I've fun. seen it recently, but. And I generally don't like westerns, but that one works but for me. But that's a good one. That one and Three Ten to Yuma are like the ones I can I can okay. deal with. I haven't seen that. Three Ten to Yuma is excellent. That's a that's a heartwarming western movie. Hmm. I don't know if I'd say heartwarming, but it's, it's got a, a couple moments. I'm sure it does. It warms your heart with red hot lead. <laughs> <through your laughs> there heart. you go. 
and spurs. From a gun, from a cowboy. Uh, <laughs> All right, Dan Harmon. Yeah. Now, we've also got Lance Henriksen, which when we talked, when we did Terminator, I think I was talking about Lance Henriksen to a bunch of blank faces, and none of you remembered Lance Henriksen. I, I don't know. even remember us talking yeah, about what? Lance Henriksen. And I think this movie is a movie where you probably would recognize him from. Okay. So we're going to keep it out for Lance Henriksen because I think that dude is awesome and he was the original choice to play the Terminator. So wow. try to uh, was, visualize him as the Terminator. Was he the one that was in that movie where they were running around? Oh, oh, oh Highlander. Was no. he the villain in Highlander? No. Okay. Good guess. Although we've had this conversation before. Oh, because they wanted Schwarzenegger as Kurgan and couldn't get him. Copy, copy. <laughs> okay, okay that's C. Brown. Yep. That. How do you remember all these people's names? Cheese. I like <laughs> movies. <laughs> I think Paul Reiser is pretty awesome in this movie. This is a guy who started as a stand-up comedian. You know him from probably Mad About You. I haven't seen it. Beverly. Oh, I haven't movies. seen that in a long time. I watched it as a kid iPhone busted. That's like from the era of the the shows. Oh, what, what am I thinking of? That was like when talk radio was on. Damn. I watched talk radio. That was my show. Shortly before Mad About You, he was also on My Two Dads. But you most likely remember him from season two of Stranger Things. Oh. He's the <gasps> creepy doctor at the hospital doing creepy things. Oh. Uh, okay. No, I don't. No? Okay. I know I know who you're talking about. You, you'll recognize him when you see him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and I want to say stuff, but I'm not going to say because you guys have seen the movie. Um, and then, of course, our main star here is... I'm not going to say... Sigourney. Okay. Because if I say it, <laughs> I'm just going to get ridiculed. <laughs> I can't even remember how you You could just it. say it correctly, Nick. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> You remember all these other names, but not Sigourney Weaver. I know the name. I just the don't Jordy. know That's which what you said. possible pronunciation will elicit. I mean, it's not a pizza. Are, are you, did, have we covered this before? <laughs> are you a GIF versus a GIF type of guy? Like you, you pronounce it as GIF? It's GIF. Thank you. Okay, good. Okay. So it's the same with Sigourney. We can still be friends then. But does the G yeah. and Sigourney stand for graphic? It could. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> why it's GIF. You don't have to justify her last name. I'm just creating a mnemonic device for you to remember. Okay. So you enough. don't ridicule you. <laughs> She's trying to help you. So I think we get a pretty solid cast of people that you're going to recognize when you see them, but may not immediately elicit a response. But uh, uh, Mrs. Weaver and Bill Paxton are definitely going to be recognizable, but there's... More awesome people in here, I think. Is this whole movie, I'm just going to be like, oh, that guy. Oh, um, yeah. So, Ash, was it your idea to watch this movie? Whose idea was I this? I guess so. I actually pulled all the movies from the poll from our movie suggestion list that we've been building. Okay. Uh, and so they they were just, I was like, hey, these are four movies I'm down to watch. <laughs> these are four movies. It's like <laughs> purred. I was actually really sad because I really wanted to watch Clue, and Clue was like oh. the least favorite. Uh. Well, I've said it before. You people can just choose a movie. 
I offered these as a selection and nobody said, yeah, let's do that. Oh, Mr. Well, didn't that is true. email. Well, I replied with me, girls. When you, when you send a list of four movies, I just assume it's going to be a poll. I didn't send a list. She of didn't. Four she sent three. Didn't and I read my email. Well, I read it. If Ash. Somebody comes out Thanks, and says, Sam. I want to do these movies and I don't respond. It means, all right. Well, how am I supposed to know that? I'm not a fucking mind reader, Nick. I just didn't check my email until it was at the point where it was four movies. I was like, okay, this is where we are. I don't need to read the old stuff. I just didn't bother (laughs) waiting. And when Sam was like, mean girls, I was like, pull time. We have four options. Uh, You know, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with polls. I feel like our polls are going pretty well. Thanks, audience. You guys vote a lot. Yeah, also, audience. Thanks for all your positive feedback about our last episode. It was oh, yeah, we got a lot of really cool it. to hear. Uh, yeah, oh, really? the Comic Con episode. Yeah, yeah, everyone really liked it. You know, the mm-hmm. one thing that I feel like I overlooked, we didn't really talk much about Comic Con. Like, mm. was there anything you guys saw at Comic Con that was particularly awesome or memorable? Well, I posted a whole video about it. Okay, <laughs> they could uh, yeah. go. They could go watch. The video that I posted and, and about our Comic Con trip on Laughstash TV. On Laughstash, see, that's a there good thing go. to point to. Yeah, I'm just saying we didn't really talk about it in the Comic Con podcast, right? Anyway, we got off track. You asked if I brought this movie to the table, so yes, in a way I did, but I can't remember who originally suggested this video or this I, movie. I think it was Patrick in our yeah. episode. Oh yeah, no! I think Patrick and, was like, well, you and have I'm, to watch and Aliens. I'm pretty sure we said we'll bring you back for oh, it. So. No! Oh, no, we I'm totally like jerk. didn't have your back, Patrick. Oh, wow. oh well. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I actually, if you, if you don't mind me transitioning into my thoughts and feelings about this film without giving too much away, I, this is not my favorite Alien film, personally. Okay, I don't, I don't think I like this one. But I can't remember it very well. I feel like I liked the out of the series besides the first one, which, of course, is the best. I think I liked the one done by the Amelie director guy, Mm -hmm. second best. But there's one where like Sigourney Weaver fucks an alien and I can't remember which one that was. It's not this one. It would be the one directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. That oh, okay. Well, that one's weird. Uh, the Frenchman. Are we really shocked by that? <laughs> and it's not exactly <laughs> fucking an alien, but everyone says that, but that's exactly what that scene is. I'm sorry. Go back and watch it. <laughs> she is fucking an alien. Anyway, uh, this is not my favorite one. I think mostly because it, Mostly giving too much away. I think it focuses really heavily on military stuff, which is not like my vibe. Okay. I also think that I might not be a James Cameron fan is kind of what I'm kind of starting to put together. That's fair. And I'm not claiming that James Cameron isn't talented. He is. I just, I'm not a huge fan of the type of story he chooses to tell. I think. Okay. Ooh, like me and and uh, Pulp Fiction, dude. Quentin. 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 Yeah. Thank yeah. you. If you're not into that, I could see that being your thing. So it's it's interesting what you're saying because I I think there's you know the traditional wisdom of the you know the collective conscious, and then there's the individual opinion. And I think the the collective wisdom generally says the first movie is the best. 
The second one is almost as good and shockingly great. The next two are garbage. Mm -hmm. And I do not agree with that at all because I see the flaws in three and four and love them. I yeah, think I that, feel like they're way better than this one. That's it. That's interesting. I mean, I, I think that the the fourth one directed by Jean Pierre is fucking bonkers in a great <laughs> way. I think it's insane to think that that guy directed Amelie and this mm -hmm. and some of the other things he's done just shows just a weird range while still having a kind of a similar tone. And just imagining Amelie being like, I wonder how many people are fucking aliens right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. just Sigourney. All right. Or the alien likes ripping people's faces off, impregnating them with alien eggs. <laughs> okay, okay, guys. This is a really solid idea. Uh, yeah. Ash, Love can it. I get a script? Yeah. It's kind of like that, uh, that, uh, if, Wes Anderson did a horror film thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So, Brett, you don't think you've seen it. You're not sure. No, I mean, like, I. it's one of those, like, I've definitely seen the things you're supposed to see from it. Okay. But I, I, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen this movie. Uh, so what do you expect? Man, you know, this. Uh, if we've learned anything from, from the movies that we watch on the podcast and the ones that I bring to the table... It's that uh, Heathers is the worst movie. <laughs> it is the worst Wait, movie. I don't know. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. Wait, I thought... I thought, oh, God. I thought for you it was The Substitute. It, well, we watched The Substitute first, and that was the worst. And oh. then we watched Heathers. And it's taken over. And it took over, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, no, but like I love th movies that are in this genre of like crazy sci-fi action, okay. and like I I even put down like in a, in a weird way like even the the most of the Arnold movies are weird sci-fi because there's always some oh, totally. crazy yeah. bullshit weapon he has or like a you know cybernetically enhanced villain or whatever. Uh, it's just it's just. The pre it's such a premise that you don't have to actually take it seriously. Because I, I feel like a lot of movies that you're supposed to take seriously or that have, you know, real serious subject matter to consider, like, e if they want to be ridiculous, they can't be. But, like, crazy shit can happen in sci-fi action movies that no other genre could even try to do. Uh, and it would still be a good movie here. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm expecting from this movie. I mean, a first Alien is like this... I, I would call it like a, a thoughtful, like cerebral kind of sci-fi thriller. But uh, I know this is like a, like a more actiony one, and I'm totally down to see some aliens getting in a space fight. Like I want to see it. All right, so Sam, what do you expect from Alien Space Fight? Anxiety. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I I expect it to be kind of a horror take on the first one. Like, the first one was very suspenseful and kind of really cinematic, and I expect this one to be more action-y and, like, violent. Okay. And and uh, are you forming that opinion based on shit we've said in the past ten minutes? I would say. Uh, My fears were completely tainting your your limited knowledge of the movie. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's it's probably because of 
Alien versus Predator, and I've seen clips of that, and I've seen parts of that, and I kind of expect it to be more along those lines than on the lines of Alien. Okay. Yeah, I guess you do have to, there has to be a path from Alien to Alien versus Predator. <laughs> yeah. This is like, Otherwise, I'll be I think quite this elite. is still far removed, though. I could see it. It's the first step in the direction. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're going to dive into it. What are your thoughts? Did you oh, wow, my expectations. Yeah. Oh, I guess I did skip that. Um, you are a valid part of this podcast, Nick. We've talked about <laughs> how I believe the first movie is a perfect movie. So clearly that's the best. This one is a damn close second. I, well, not that close, because, I mean, I wouldn't put it up on the pedestal of a perfect movie. <laughs> Actually, fuck this movie. <laughs> But I, I think it is a, real a quick. great movie. I love, like I said, most sequels are just the same movie over again. And this just isn't. It's a completely different movie. Um, I really like the third one. I see huge problems with it. I understand why people hate it. Um, I understand why David Fincher hates it. Um, but still, I think there's a lot to love there. And then the fourth one is just crazy gonzo. I, I love what they did. Um, but for this movie, you know, it's, it's been kind of a while. I feel like I remember it pretty clearly. I feel like it's going to be exactly what I remember and I'm excited about it. And I'm curious to see, I, I know if Patrick's listening, he already knows, but I'm wondering if you guys are going to not only finally recognize one of the things that I constantly say. Oh God. And just said it just a few minutes ago, and none of you noticed. What? So uh, that will be interesting. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll appreciate it in the future as I continue saying it. Um, so, yeah, that's my expectations and my hopes. And so, dreams. What? And goals. Yeah, and my goals. And dreams yeah. and goals. Movie goals. So let's dive in. We're going to watch uh, Aliens from 1986, directed by James Cameron. You might want to... Check it out yourselves and join us after we watch it and we can share our feelings. And if you're not so interested in aliens, wait another two weeks and we'll do Clue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Dun, 
Kaboom. That's the song, right? Sure. Or it sounds like you're in a club. Or just put in like a microwave beep. Yeah. Boop, beep, boop, beep, 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 It's just like a fucking heart rate monitor. Bryce was watching the movie with us and he was like, it sounds like a square wave peaking. <laughs> so what do you guys think of aliens? Do you mean uh, R- Ripley's Believe It or Die? Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Because nobody wanted to believe it. a good one. That's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't aware yeah. Shaggy was in this movie. <laughs> Game over, guys. Oh, yeah. All right. I thought you were talking about a different Shaggy, and I was going to be like, oh. dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I was say, Nick, I thought I heard your quote, and then I forgot it. Oh, it was funny because the scene happens and he's like, game over, man. And Ash is like, is that the quote? I'm like, no, but it's going to happen in like four seconds. But to be fair, the quote is mostly, mostly, which one word is not enough. No, I don't know. I don't know. If you go back and listen to our podcast, you will notice anytime somebody says mostly, I will echo them with mostly. I mean, okay. I feel like that's what she does. It's hilarious. Like, they mostly come out at night. Mostly. mostly. <laughs> I can't hear the word mostly without it being new. I thought you were. Yeah. I, I, I was like imagining some of the other quotes in that. And I was like, is that the Nick quote? Uh, yeah. The, the, me too. Look into my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I, that was always a weird one to me. Like, it yeah, seemed like, like it was some saying? insult that we're supposed to understand. He was understand. flipping him off, but he was holding a cigar with his other finger straight up. Oh. <laughs> so <didn't> get the... <laughs> okay. I did like how that dude came out of cryosleep and just instantly popped a cigar in his mouth. That yeah. was pretty awesome. Thank you. What else are you going to do? You know, I, I was thinking about memorable quotes, and there's one in this movie that is extremely memorable, except... It's not a quote because it's not a spoken line, but when she's in that field of eggs and she's like figuring out how are they going to react to me and the one egg opens up and Ripley just kind of tilts her head and looks at the queen, that look to Mm. me is a famous Mm. quote from this movie. Like, (laughs) all right, fuck you. And then it's just flames and grenades. (laughs) I take that look, that tilt of the head and that look as a quote. Okay. I love that in this. I like That's it. not technically a quote, but I'm on board well, yeah. with everything else you're saying. <laughs> yeah. The IMDb quotes page loves you. <laughs> yeah, uh, just like uh, yeah. tilt. <laughs> they need to make an animated emoji that does that. <laughs> Astrid Ripley tilts her head. Man, I want I want that bishop like getting stabbed in the gut and spraying milk everywhere just, as a gif and it just says got milk. Yeah. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> Ripped in half. <laughs> That was Fred. gnarly. Think, that was a way too much liquid. Yeah. There was, like, some... was in Sigourney Weaver's mouth at one point. <laughs> so what does it taste like? Uh, <laughs> no. My favorite quote is the, but that I can't even remember the whole quote now, is the bitch line. Oh, oh get away from her, you yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's really get into the power loader scene, because I'm, I'm thinking a lot about that as Jumping I'm watching Jumping straight it. to it, huh? Yeah. And I think that that is a formative moment. At least for me, as as somebody who enjoys movies and science fiction and stuff, mm. 
I don't know how you guys feel, but it's it's it defines <laughs> what is great when science fiction has that they they plant a seed in the beginning, they set rules defining that seed that they plant in the beginning. You mm-hmm. forget about it, and it pays off in a tremendous way. And it was an extremely well-staged moment and dramatic moment. The lighting, the opening of the door, she steps forward in as the camera inches forward. And it's a, a unique visual that we've never seen before. It's extremely science fiction with very specific rules around it. And I think that flipped a switch in my brain as a young child watching movies. Yeah, yeah I mean, that scene, I wanted to ask early on, but I didn't want to have any spoilers for anyone who hadn't seen it i wanted to ask is this the movie with the the loader yeah because that is awesome yeah that was the uh the the wild wild weapons uh, uh, the loader and the the gun that is three guns yes in (laughs) fact i feel like i was worried i've spoiled that because i've talked about that in this podcast the moment where she tapes two guns together (laughs) is such an awesome moment Yeah, that the loader thing is is, I think uh, like a uh, first time viewing like that's the impressive thing. But like since that's the part of this I had seen, I, I feel like yeah. the, what uh, yeah. what had landed harder is the moment just before uh, on on her, the way down on the elevator, and she's just fucking chilling with like the two, you know, the the big old double gun, and she's just like, I am ready to fucking kill everything. And it's just like, that is so badass. Like in the, in the action moment, the loader was cool, but just like heading into certain death, uh, with just the stone cold, like I'm going to kill everything. Look on, on her face is pretty great. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with you cause I knew the loader scene was coming. Cause again, I've seen it, but for me, it was the, the nest scene with the queen mm-hmm. that you were brought up, like everything from that point on for the rest of the movie, I was on the edge of my fucking seat. Like it was so be. great. Oh yeah. And the, uh, the nest scene is amazing too, because it's like this whole long stretch of a scene without any dialogue, but you still totally get everything that's going on. And it also explains the entire life cycle of the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information communicated there. And and isn't there a part of you that wants to believe that your mother would do this for you to protect you? Well, that's yeah. what's so great about the end of this movie is it's really two mothers defending their children. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it is. I never really thought of the queen as the mother. I always took it as Ripley's journey as a mother. Well, it's her journey too. But but you're absolutely right. I never thought about that parallel to it. Yeah. The second, because Ripley in the nest scene, that's why the nest scene is so great in my opinion, is in the nest scene, Ripley recognizes that this too is a mother and that the most dangerous thing she could do to this mother is to threaten her children, which were the eggs. And then when she actually does set fire to the eggs, the queen is like freaking out, like mm-hmm. my children, my children. And then the queen is on this like badass vendetta as well to yeah. go fucking get revenge for all her children that Ripley just killed. Yeah. So it's like, it's great. Like the, uh, a, the bad guy has this amazing motivation on an animal instinctual level. Yeah. 
but like but not even because the moment before that was was the uh the alien uh telling the other aliens not to attack ripley yeah yeah they were both testing each other's limits and there was a moment where the queen kind of like tells these centurions to back off yeah i think he's saying it wasn't even like it's beyond animal instincts it's like there's some they're like implying some sort of like recognized hierarchy and at least rudimentary language Mm -hmm. and i think part of the appeal here is that you can't quite gauge how intelligent they are that's what i was just gonna say i really like how they walk that line and they use their kind of primal animal instincts as fear, but then when they stalk people or they go through the ceilings and they do these intelligent things, it totally adds to why they're so scary. It's like yeah. they're not just primal, they're thinking through this. Yeah, they're like they honestly they kind it kind of reminded me of the raptors in Jurassic Park. Where oh, yeah. yeah, it's like it, it, there's coordination. Jurassic Park is dripping with this. Yeah, there's coordination going on. There's animal killer instinct, but there's also like this this extreme sleuth killer that can also be stealth. Like anytime they were just like quietly climbing through the ceiling, and that was, in my opinion, when they were the most creepy. Yeah, spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Or when they're they're kind of camouflaged on the wall. And they start to move, but they move in a fluid way along the arc yeah. of the curve of their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Like a snake. Yeah. Like an yeah. octopus. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's really fascinating to point out that there's a scene in this movie that was shot and cut out of the first movie. What? Not, not exactly, but mo- most, mostly. Um, in, in the beginning? No, in the original movie, there's a scene after everybody else is gone. She's working her way to the shuttle. She comes across Dallas, Tom Skerritt, has been like glued to a wall and he's still alive and he says, kill me. And that was in this movie when they first find the people Uh, in in the fusion plant and she's glued to the wall and she says, kill me. So they had already plotted out parts of the life cycle of the alien, knowing that these people weren't really being killed. They were being captured to be oh, okay. I thought up. you were saying that the footage was used in this movie. No, no, no. I not, was like, not no, the footage, that was not the a footage. woman. But the concept of them being like glued to a wall, held there alive so they could be incubators. Mm. Was that not was just, in the first one? No. It was cut out of the first one. Maybe yeah. you've seen that deleted scene somewhere because it, it certainly exists and it's yeah. probably on a bunch of the I think DVDs. it happens think in Prometheus a, too. Yeah, I think it happens. That's probably where in, like, I know a it. lot of other sci fi films now. You know, it's kinda like well, like the 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 Barb and Stranger Things is it feels very You can actually trace it back to the fly. You oh. know, in in a web, you know, kill me. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been in a lot of stuff. Hmm. I really, like, had a deeper appreciation for Stranger Things because of this movie. And I realized, like, mm. how Watching much... Paul Reiser play the same character? Uh, sure. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say just, like, how much they kind of took inspiration from this movie. Like, hmm. the... I forgot the name of the monster things, but they are yeah. very much like a version of the aliens. Hmm. 
Demogorgon, thank you. And they kind of do very similar things, like stalk through invisible channels or ways that you wouldn't expect. So I did feel like there's a moment in this movie where, like, there's this phrase in my mind, we are really deep in it. <laughs> you know, where mm. earlier in the movie, it's figuring things out, it's investigating, and things build, 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 and now you're in it. In the way that, towards the end of the first year of Stranger Things, we're in the Upside Down, and here, like, you're deep in the nest and the walls are you know have the biological crust of these monsters and they're stalking you through that yeah i I definitely see that yeah i mean that's what makes stranger things i think appeal to so many people is that it's basically a amalgamation of just a bunch of other things that we loved from the past you know it's 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 a remix they're definitely yeah, they're borrowing heavily. Yeah, it's something new, but in a familiar way. You guys ever play uh, the Panzer Dragoon series of games? Okay, I won't get into that. The build, the buildings in this looked a lot like the buildings in that, and it's just like, it's like, oh my god, they just took that right out of Alien, and it's awesome. But uh, well, that. That leads to something I was going to say, which is the uh, the the big fusion plant, you know, where the nest is and mm-hmm. all that stuff. You've seen that building before as well, because the interior to that is the interior of the Axis chemical plant in Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, oh. Huh. Yeah. I was going to say, I love that. Um, I love that this movie First off, I, I want to say, before we get too deep in it, that I was very, very wrong. <laughs> about which movie it was? <laughs> about which movie it was. I was okay. confusing this with the third one. This is the one that I like, definitely. Um, but I love that this movie stayed true to Alien, the original mm-hmm. Alien in so many ways in the set design, in the lighting, in the costumes, in the um, the building, like the architecture, the buildings look familiar. The, the technology the looks familiar. It's like, it's not just like, oh, that's sci-fi technology. It's like, no, that's very distinctly alien universe technology. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, even like the story beats are I was very just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Like the tone of the movie is perfectly in line with the first one which is the complete opposite of what i was expecting yeah i've always been it's always stuck out in my mind how different this is from the original movie because it's an action instead of a horror movie but as i was watching it this time it was striking me how similar it was yeah yeah i think the third one's more an action film than this one is and that's why i was i was getting it confused with that one the third one's very heavy on action film and not really horror scares the uh, but on on that theme and i was actually thinking about this so hard i wrote this down and i want to read like the brief thing that i wrote and i want to propose that this movie is not really a sequel to me it feels foundational to the story it feels like it stands equally with the first movie and establishing the lore of the xenomorph which is a word that's not even in the first movie as well as the essential components of Ripley's character, and mm-hmm. they give a name to the company. There are things that you think about when you think about Alien, the the Alien universe, that come from this movie as equally as the first movie. I I totally agree, Nick. Like this feels 
like an extension of that movie. It doesn't feel like, like we added on to it or like it's tacked on or an afterthought. It just flows perfectly and tonally. And it's like, it's really subtle and really great in how it builds on the original and not like taking it for granted or being so different that they're not recognizable, but at the same time, not being so much the same that it feels like a ripoff or that it's, you know, just trying to recreate the success of the first one. Well, it kind of makes the first one feel like almost like a prequel to this. Yeah, it it totally does. It it almost like, remember the matrix movies, uh, where it, the first one didn't answer any questions, and then uh, the bad—I guess—bad comparison because the other ones got worse as they gave you more information. Uh, but this is kind of like that, where the first one was just like, "Here's this fucking thing. We don't know what's going on," and like that was the whole movie. And then, but this is, just got mm-hmm. so much better with more info on it. I love that this, like, so often sequels like uh, time jump, and like, yes. Technically, we time jumped 50 something years, but this literally feels like we just picked off up right where the other one ended. Because you're following Ripley. through. Yeah, exactly. And so that literally did happen for her. And so it it yeah, it just I love I think that's why it dovetails so well into the other one is it just picks right up with her story. There's no like, well, what happened in between, you know? And if you think about who Ripley is, you know. We never got a first name in the in the first movie, and I feel like this movie earned that reveal. Um, I, I, Ripley very much is a mother, somebody struggling with having lost her daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, all things in this movie that, for me, are such defining parts of her character. I do really love that, but... I felt it was a bit on the nose that the child she finds is another 11-year-old girl. Like, I kind of feel like it would have been a little less on the nose if it was a boy or, you know, like, if yeah. there was some difference. It felt really, like, like really? Like, oh, the she wakes up 50 years in the future and now the aliens attack? How convenient. And, yeah. like, really? She lost an 11-year-old girl and I she was, found an 11-year-old girl? Okay. I was chewing over the math. And I think that Newt is seven. When Ripley left her daughter, she was nine. She said 11. Oh, and yeah. And she expected to be back by her 11th birthday. Oh, okay. Because Got it, it takes a lot of time to make those right. mining runs. You're so right. I, I think that's the math on it. So, yeah, she would have been extremely close to her daughter's age yeah. when she had to leave. It was just a little too perfect on the nose. But that I kid love... was dope, though. Oh, no, yeah. she was great. I, I'm just saying, you know, or maybe Ripley didn't have a daughter. Maybe she had a son. Like, I feel like there was a way to make it less on the nose and still be fantastic. That scene where everyone's freaking out and they're like, you OK, little kid? And she's thumbs up. <laughs> I love that scene. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. And what is it? You know, everything's going to be or, or you know, we, we've got all these soldiers here. They're trained professional soldiers. And she just says it's not going to make any difference. Yeah, that was great. Yep. Yeah, I, a lot of great performances here, but definitely from that kid as well. I want to know how she survived. Yeah, In the air like, vents. But here's the thing, though. I think you bring up a really good point, Sam. Because, like, how did she survive? Because they establish that that 
queen had some sort of ability to, I don't know, maybe smell her because she found her hiding under the floor at the end. And the queen was able to rip that chunk of floor out and grab her. So how would these little air vent things prevent them from getting to her? Well, she's not a, a T-Rex. Like there was two people in the room and one left. There's still one in the room. What? What are you talking like, about? Like they, they established that the, the alien queen is like, it's kind of smart. So the only person that left the room was Sigourney Weaver. I, yeah, I don't think it's about whether they can whether the aliens can get her once they found her, it's the fact that she was able to hide to the point yeah. where they couldn't find her. Yeah, I think they maybe they just didn't see the little girl the first time <laughs> during the attack. But, you know, I'm not surprised that the queen was able to, like, find her after they, you know, she was already chasing. Yeah, it just felt like from the shot, like, it feels like the queen's, like, sniffing around, which made me feel like maybe they, like, because, for example, how did the aliens know where they were when they were hiding out in the building earlier in in the movie like they they must have some way of detecting life forms another thing that i a a question that they don't answer that i like Mm -hmm. i don't think you want to understand how they do what they do yeah it's it's scarier that they that you don't know how they work did anyone else notice the weird speed ramps in this movie? There are a few. Definitely on the knife trick, for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. There were uh, some other ones. Sometimes they were used appropriately well. Other times it was a little rough. <laughs> but Well, speaking of camera tricks, I noticed that there's a lot of firefights here. There's a lot of gunfights. Marines shooting aliens. When that happens, the Marine and the alien are never in frame together, which I think gave them the ability to just shoot a shitload of footage of Marines yelling and shooting and then shoot a whole bunch of footage of aliens blowing up and getting shot and then giving it to the editor and say, hey, build some action scenes. <laughs> I, I think that's I, accurate. And it's not a complaint, I, but it's it was something interesting I noticed, like a technique. I don't think that that's true. I noticed plenty of shots where they were in the same frame. Yeah, but, but there yeah. there was a lot of that thing that Nick was talking about, though. Like, I think there yeah. were some story beats like, where it was like, the alien is now wrapping around you. But then, like, as everyone's running away from that, it's a whole bunch of, like, cutaway, yeah. cutaway, cutaway. I think they used that to really add to the chaoticness of the scene because they didn't want you to be able to track the action. They wanted you to feel like you were in it with them. And in that scene, you know, they were confused. They didn't know where the monsters were. They didn't know where they were coming from. Like they were disoriented cam stuff. I feel like the head. Yeah. The chaos. Just brilliant. Brilliant. It was great. Yeah. I, I will say, James Cameron did an amazing job here. Like there are plenty of beautifully executed scenes with tension and just like framing. Like I love Mm. simple framing, like in the very beginning where she's sitting and you think she's sitting in a park and then the camera pans out and you realize like it's a screen and she turns it off. Like there's just brilliant stuff or, or the, the scene where she, is having the dream and the alien is popping out of her stomach. Doesn't quite come out, but it's like, like right. right before it pops is when they cut. But like the, yeah. the buildup to that moment, which yeah. 
was, in my opinion, equally like the camera work done and also the sound design. The sound design in this movie is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The sound design in the first one was good, too. But that, like, her heartbeat just starts racing. And then it starts, all the other audio drops out and suddenly it's just her heartbeat and then the the footage slows down and it becomes slow-mo and these tight shots focus just on her um it it just like totally raises the tension another moment with like fantastic sound design was when the, the marines are first going in to the compound and they get up to the door and they hot wire it and you hear all this sound behind them because they're in the rain and they've got all this gear and the blaster doors to the compound open and all the sound drops out and it's just quiet. It's dead quiet when the doors open up. And I thought that was a really impactful moment, too. Well, I mean, it's a it's a way to use audio to sell the story, which mm-hmm. is they were expecting it to be chaotic on the inside and be a bloodbath and like bodies everywhere. And then there was just nothing. Yeah. It makes it eerie. Yeah. I was noticing that one of, if not the most tense, perfectly orchestrated scenes is where the, the aliens are creeping in and the automated turrets are firing and they're watching on a little, little screen as the ammunition depletes on those turrets. And it's so tense and so, you know, perfectly paced and, and scary. I did like the thing they did with with the countdowns, though, because that appeared a lot in the movie. And they this mm. I I don't want to say that they were like really uh, uh, fastidious about <laughs> the ammo counts because there were a few scenes where where guns just kept going. But like they definitely <laughs> threw that in as like a oh yeah, ammo is a thing, and uh, they only had you know what well, well, yeah. there's like we only have like three magazines or something, uh, you know. they were fucked from the beginning of this thing. And they let you know, even through the small details, like how much Well, Bill Paxton let you know how many bullets they had. We can all read the the screen bill. Calm down. (laughs) But I want to go back to your point because I still think you're making a really great point is that for most of the I want to say two thirds of this film, we see very little of the aliens. Right keeping the suspense that the original film really built up too so that by the end you know they're very scary because we're not seeing them very often or when we do see them it's like for a flash yeah. you know and and it also <laughs> helps in production because the alien body count in this movie is off the charts <laughs> yep yeah. Yeah, it's but, just like the easiest to kill aliens of the series yeah could be. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I was kind of wondering about that. Like, wasn't it super hard to kill one in the first movie? And but there just weren't like... any Marines. The only weapons they had were flamethrowers that they slapped together. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I do feel like there were a couple moments when they maybe showed the aliens just a little too much, a little too long. Like, I, one thing I thought the first movie did a little bit better was that they were really good at not showing full body. Or if they showed full body of the alien, it wasn't moving that much. It was really slow. Because there were a couple moments of, like, quick motion where it just, it, like, it kind of... Like a dude in a suit, right? Yeah, it just kind of yeah. caught me. Not bad, but just enough to where I was like, ooh. There was not that- nearly as much dude in a suit in this as the first movie, though true but it's that slow motion part you know like they never showed the guy in the suit moving quickly 
True. And so that becomes a problem with the third movie. <laughs> where it's not a guy in a suit, but it's that late 90s, early 2000s CG. Oh, no. uh, yeah, I caught, and, oh, I caught yeah. myself wondering that. I was like, is this worse than a CG version? I'm like, I don't think so. No, I don't I know. Prefer oh, the guy in better. the suit. Yeah. I mean, it forces the filmmakers to have an economy of how long they can have the monster on the screen before that illusion falls apart, but it lends itself to tension. You would think yeah. CG yeah, would also have that economy, uh, but yeah. like it, somehow, but no. yeah, somehow the idea of CG tricks everyone into thinking like this could be on the screen the whole time, which is funny because it's way more expensive in the long run. It, it or really it's is not cheaper. Or somebody says to the director, "You can have four seconds." of unbelievably realistic vid- footage or you know you could have 10 minutes worth of footage and it just won't be as great <laughs> and the director is going to go for as much as they can get i i feel well, like with cg like after you've built the assets you know the price point drops off significantly you know yeah. it's not as expensive yeah. for cg for CG. That's probably why well, they do it more, is what I'm saying, is because you, like the, once the you model and rig. the man hours. <laughs> yeah. But you're still paying man hours, because you have to have someone man the render farm. You guys remember an issue I had with Blade Runner was this idea that before the movie starts, there's these, like, other planets, and there's robots that revolt from their slave owners, and I'm like, I want to see that movie. To a much lesser extent, Watching this movie, I have to wonder, what did those Marines usually do? Fucking nothing. They were the worst. <laughs> I don't know. It's a universe with space Marines. Like, do they not go on missions and do other stuff? Well, they talk about in the beginning that they've been on other missions. I want to know what Arcturian Poontang is. <laughs> because that sounds like something I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> really i feel like yeah. most of the marines want to know about it i don't know maybe i don't want to know about like it. like most of the stuff these guys do <laughs> e- even with the possibility of space marining is probably on planets you know like it's probably just yeah. normal marine stuff and then maybe once in a while you take a bus between planets but like these guys were so unenthused to be in outer <laughs> space like, the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah. This is a universe where space travel is mundane and kind of annoying. Uh, also, it's 56 years in the future from oh, when... 56 years in Ripley's future, which puts... Yeah. I don't know. A lot of years. Yeah, but there's years. still a... St- yeah, you know, that's old shit. The established like, universe is everyone's living on a colony on the planet. Like, no one's out in space all the time. I mean, except the space marines. The space marines, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But what are they fighting? Well, the, that's a question that I have because, like, at one point they're like, "Is this a bug hunt?" But yeah. then at another point, they made fun of Ripley for seeing an alien as if aliens don't right. exist. So, so are there the other fuck? aliens or not? Yeah. What are these bugs that you're hunting elsewhere? So my thought is that the uh, what was the, what was the actual bad dude's name? Oh, Burke. Burke. Yeah. I think, like, what I got out of that was they were in a room with a bunch of people who didn't know about this alien problem. And then Burke walks out of the room and is like, yo, there is an alien problem. Come with me. But it was the space marines that were making fun of her for seeing an alien. Oh, that's true. I don't know what the... Yeah, I was thinking about that boardroom thing at the beginning. Oh. But, yeah. No, yeah. No, it was like no. Vasquez was like... 
I think she said she saw an alien or whatever, and they, like, laughed. Also, I'm pretty sure maybe not everyone, but at least a few people in that hearing room in the beginning knew that the alien existed and that Ripley was not lying. Yeah. Yeah, because didn't they, they were, send them to get, yeah, get it? Yeah, the company ordered them to retrieve it. Yeah. Yeah, they were trying to find a scapegoat so the news wouldn't go public and they could pin the financial liability on her. Mm. But yeah, people in that room knew absolutely that the aliens were real. Okay. That was- I think. I, I think you're right. Company? I couldn't quite tell. It seemed very much like it was a company hearing, but then he starts talking about her punishment Spending and stripping her license. Her license. And stuff, I'm like, yeah. do you have the authority to do that company? <laughs> also, but. like, how long are your license good for? If you've been in stasis <laughs> for 56 years, do you fucking wake up with everything accredited? I don't think so. That did cross my mind, but it also occurred to me if we're in a society where somebody's job involves them being in a, a sleep tube for years or months at a clip, they probably have their license set for X amount of waking time. Probably. Now, that's okay. me making up shit in my head, but that makes that sense. like the way to go. Yeah, I, I'll buy it. Also, do you not age or grow hair or fingernails in a stasis tube? That's, I don't think so. That's like the sci-fi norm. Yeah. That's, like 56 years, she should have woken up with that guy's fingernails that were like yards long and like A hair down to her feet. Yeah. I'm, well, they did set up that she had medical issues coming out of a extra long sleep. She was tired. If you believe all of the information that was communicated <laughs> in that dream was actually valid information. Yeah, that was kind of confusing because then they never like addressed that in, in yeah. real life. Well, I guess they did when he talked about her daughter, but yeah, that's an like, excellent point, Nick. It might well, it not Asher's have been point. She mentioned that oh, Ash. during the movie, during the film, I was like, wait, but did she really like sleep for 50 years? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. We don't know. know. That's, I think that the, the real only real problem that I have with this movie is the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Where you, you guys ever see like the like this news story of that that girl who's out surfing with one leg because she got bit by a shark and lost a leg and she's like I'm just gonna go back out and surf again like that's no one in this scenario like if you were out in space and you got attacked by the aliens and you were the only one of your crew to survive and then you like woke up sixty years later and they're like hey want to go back and find some more aliens. There's no fucking way that. But she says no. No, I think they did a good job of having her resist going back. Yeah. And I love how she said, I'm not going back. And if I did, I wouldn't be any value to you. And it turns out she was the most effective person in that scenario. Yeah. 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 Almost uh, TPK for the second time. I mean, I kind of got the vibe that, like, she didn't really have a choice in the matter. You know what I mean? I did kind of feel like that a little bit, but it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like she was got on the, the ship and was like, cool with it. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sam, I'm, I'm really kind of itching to hear what you thought. Like, I think there were some creepy, scary things, but still a little bit of a different movie. How'd yeah. You I did fine. I think I'm slowly getting better with this. And there were some scary scenes that I felt bad for you to watch alone. Yeah. yeah, I think it was light enough. I don't know. I think I just had to mentally become strong to watch this on my own. 
and I focused more on like the cinematography and everything and the storytelling. And I thought it was just excellent. It, I think I like it better than the first one, which I'm really wow. surprised Oof. to say. You just crushed Nick. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was exactly as good as I expected. It was still super great. The one thing I was surprised by is I very much had this hard opinion that this is a different type of movie. The first movie is sci-fi horror and this one is sci-fi action. Yeah. I was a little surprised at how similar they were. Like the story yeah. beats. Me too. Actually really more similar than I remembered. I mean, it really felt like James Cameron, like this is his love letter to the first movie. Like, yeah. like down to the, like, yeah. like when they finally get attacked by the aliens, the lighting is all red, just like the original movie. And then like the same story beat at the end, like, I will admit, I kind of saw it coming, but like the same story beat of like, oh, good, we killed the big bad and now we're having a breath of relief and like, oh, no, there's actually the big bad still here. You know, like that is yeah. so, and we have to like, kick it out an airlock. Yeah. Yeah. So, like the but first one. It was a lot of the same stuff, but bigger. Much. Yeah. Bigger. And it doesn't feel like James Cameron is playing, you know, like lip service to the original. I feel like he really understood what yeah. made it successful and what made it a good story and was able yeah. to take that information and recreate it in his own way. Totally. Yeah. So what do you think, Ash? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was really great. I Not I, the movie you thought it was. It's not the movie <laughs> I thought it was. The, the third one's, I'm going to have to say, the third one's not good. I feel like I Ash think. mistaking I a movie for a different movie is now like a, a theme of the a show. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I most people agree the third one is just rough. Okay. Yeah. Including David Fincher. <laughs> Including the director. Um, I thought it was really great. I, um, I could totally see liking this one even more, Sam. I, I can understand that. I'm not going to go as far as that, but I can, I, I think I'm on your level nick where it's like it's like almost as good as the first one it's it's a very very good sequel the first one i love the thing i love about the first one is i love the psychology of being in a confined space with this monster mm -hmm. that you don't quite get in this one um but i just think out of all the female lead characters out there ridley is the coolest for yeah. Ripley. <laughs> Ripley is the coolest female badass lead character. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people are all about Rey in Star Wars, but like, man, Ridley kicks fucking ass. Also, Ripley, God, <laughs> I really liked like it just kind of the inclusivity of women and men in the military in this, you know, yes. like there wasn't like the one tough token chick like, there were just women in the military. Yeah, not mm -hmm. just and, one. Yeah. yeah. That pilot was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Vasquez, like, the the super badass military chick, like, was one of the last of them to die, you know? like Yeah. I, and it, I feel like these movies are what you would get if gender was not an issue. Yeah, movies. totally. Yeah. yeah, because the the reason why I feel like Ripley is such an awesome female lead is because there's absolutely no female stereotypes attached to her whatsoever like she is just like 
people say like I've seen this before in an interview with George R. R. Martin where people are like, "How do you write such good female characters?" And he's like, "I just write them as people because they are people." <laughs> you know, like like she's just a person and and like there's no stereotype about her. She's not trying to be sexy. Th- though I will say I thought it was a little weird that <laughs> everybody else is like wearing shorts and shirts in the cryo freeze, and she's the only one that has to be in like panties and a tank top. But actually, whatever. the dudes didn't have shirts. But yeah, it was yeah. weird. You remind I, me of this great line in the movie "As As Good as It Gets" with uh, Jack Nicholson, and they ask, "How do you write women so well?" And he says, "I think of a man, and then I take away reason and accountability." <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> it was, I, wow! It was a great character, a great wow. asshole character. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, but yeah, that's that's something that he does really well with writing these women characters. It's like they aren't defined by their femininity. They are truly just a well thought out character outside of gender. You know, like you can describe Ripley without using or with only using gender neutral terms, which is really yeah, cool. Definitely. You know? Like, for example, I've been rewatching that 70s show, which I love dearly, but rewatching it, there's like, (sighs) and part of it, like, I'm like, okay, well, it's the 70s and these are teenage boys, but like some of the ways they handle the female characters in that show and talk about the female characters in that show is very like, you're talking about this person, like they're like this woman, like she's a thing and not a person. There's this tremendous scene in Handmaid's Tale, and Luna and I just watched this, where there's a room full of people, and she says to the commander, who are these people? And he starts saying, like, eh, they're, you know, foreign diplomats and government. And she said, no, no, the women. And he had to stop and think about what she was talking about. Because she just says, who are, the, who are these people? And he assumes she's talking about all the men. Oh, and she's like, no, I'm I'm talking about the women. Who are all these women? Oh, yeah, it's it's such a tremendous moment. Yeah, but anyway, I think I think she's a great a great female character, and uh, I always love seeing more of her. Yeah, even if it gets batshit crazy later on. But. Yeah, and and uh, one one other thing I thought of this idea of comparing the two movies and which is better. It's Yes, it's bigger and the action scenes are, you know, more exciting and and more complex. But to say that Mission Impossible Fallout is better than Mission Impossible 3 is insane. Just want to say that. Okay. (laughs) I feel like this might be a dig at me. I I didn't. No, no. it's, It's Mission Impossible 3 is so much better than Fallout. In the way that Alien is so much better than Aliens. Granted, the action is bigger and more exciting, but it's it's still a better movie. Isn't Mission Impossible like- 3 the one that Limp Biscuit did the theme song for? No. I don't think so. I don't know I don't really know Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I guess maybe. Nick's too old for Limp Biscuit. It's not really familiar. That wasn't his high school days. So Brett, what did you think? So I was watching the movie, and uh, I wasn't actively trying to think about it. And out of nowhere, it just hit me. What other movie has 
a badass gun-toting strong female lead and her kid and their robot friend fighting a big bad and killing it by throwing it down a pit to its death <laughs> da dun, dun, da dun. it's terminator 2 guys also in the first movie the robot's evil and wants to kill everybody and cannot be stopped yeah in the second movie terminator she sees is a robot, alien assumes it's gonna kill everybody but the robot ends up helping people in the end yeah they're the same there's series. no more original ideas guys we've run out <laughs> but, that's it but like it's the same direction the, the hands-on connection right. between aliens and terminator 2 is like it's the same yeah. guy yeah there's definitely this is a writer director with certain sensibilities and this is a story absolutely for him I, well i feel like he did this and was just like that could have been more fun and less serious and that's terminator 2 yeah so uh and th- it's one of my favorite movies and this i think is instantly like the top of the list of cool movies uh i i really like this I don't know if I liked it. I think I liked Alien better uh, just because uh, it's so rare to see a good, like, a, like a really good horror movie. And <coughs> Alien pulled that off. And this kind of content where, the you know, the it's action with, with heart. It's more That's common, rare. but but it's still you know a, a rarity. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more common than that gem that was the first one. Yeah, that is a common thing, which means it, there's more of it. So a lot of it is mediocre and bad. This is one of the best examples of it. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Well, thanks for uh, watching Aliens with us, and be sure to let us know on Twitter what you think about it. Uh, yeah, if you like this show, this is part of the Laugh Stash TV network of content. It's this podcast and a YouTube channel with a cooking show, a drinking show, a video game parodies, and a lot of other cool stuff. Yeah, also, exciting news. Our latest sketch will be out. Cop pockets. Oh, oh, oh! oh. So I didn't know that was ready. please go to YouTube, Laughstash TV, and check it out. We shot for shot, reshot the 1993 Hot Pockets commercial, and uh, replaced the Hot Pockets with donuts and the friendly 90s family with cops. Cop pockets. <laughs> yeah, cop pockets. I don't know if it's too deep of a cut, and nobody will know that it's legitimately a commercial from the 90s. But check it out. It's, it's pretty good. But also, you can follow us on uh, on Twitter. We're at Laughstash TV, or you can follow this podcast specifically at Let's Rewatch, where uh, we post the movie polls, like we did this time, or if we decide not to do a movie poll, uh, and I post screenshots of the movie we are watching for you to guess which movie it is, and also. Um, don't forget that we, I haven't mentioned it in a while, but we have a Facebook group. It's called Let's Rewatch Podcast. It's a closed group, so you do have to request to be added. But uh, we just had a new member. Welcome, Aaron. He said he just started listening to the podcast, so thanks for joining. And you can uh, be a part of the discussion there. And feel free to post your own movie stuff that you, you want a group about. <laughs> I'm really sick, guys. I'm sorry. Post words you want to group about. <laughs> Perfect. Post, post group words. Safe words. I don't know. Someone else talk. Yeah, if you enjoyed our podcast, please tell all your friends about it. We would love to get more listeners, and the best way to do that is through you, our current dedicated listeners. Force your family to listen. That's always fun. <laughs> and your dog. Dogs count. 
Yeah. So make sure your podcast feeds are up to date and you let everybody know we'll be doing this again in another two weeks for more Let's Rewatch. Yeah, next time <laughs> we're going to watch the unholy combination of, of two ridiculous movie franchises. We're watching... That's a long title. <laughs> we're watching Dancing. It's on. <laughs> nice. What? <laughs> Is this the prequel to Bring It On? It's, it's like Bring It On and then... Step Up. Yeah, step up.